we'll start here in the beginning. We'll just talk about uh, recent movies we saw. One of them, Widows. Yeah, I think it was the, it was my favorite movie of this year. Definitely. Oh, me too. By yeah. by far too. A heist movie built with a social commentary on Chicago, which yeah, people are kind of stray away from. You know, because like Chicago's got a lot of dark things going on, and people are just kind of want to leave it alone. But yeah, it was nice to have a fi- Steve McQueen's on my radar now, like for sure. I'd, I've never yeah. seen Twelve Years a Slave, but oh, see, that's um, the only movie by him that I've seen. I've I mean, actually really the only good. thing I've seen by him is a Kanye West music video for <laughs> um, All Day, um, and it's actually really good. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> like it's really awesome. Yeah, if like if you love hip hop and stuff. That's cool, yeah. There are actually a lot of really good hip hop music videos by well-known directors, too. Yeah. Yeah. There, I there's love, a siren I, right there. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's right there. I live by um a fire station, so hey, You got to stop recording in Inglewood. <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I shouldn't I got to take a drink of water, and I did that right in the mic, which probably didn't sound great. But um, yeah, the Widows was so good. That was uh, I honestly, I, it wasn't exactly what I expected, and that was even like it made it even better. I thought because I thought it was going to be there's going to be a ton of action, yeah, and and all that. But I thought the payoff was really good. It's a Hollywood end. movie, but it's it's like way better than a Hollywood movie at yeah. the same time. And all the, oh my god, the cast was so great, too. Yeah. Um, you know what scene I, I really loved was when uh, Colin Farrell's like, giving that speech um, about mm-hmm. the, the women or whatever, and then... Um, the guy, he, the reporter comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets in the car. Yes. And how the camera, like, pans over the hood of the car, and it's, like, the really, like, terrible parts of Chicago, and then... Mm-hmm. Just like a few blocks later, class yeah. Chicago, oh my yeah. god, that was—I've never seen anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. That was really cool. Great illustration because because this city is the most like one of the most segregated ones on earth. Oh, yeah. If you think about it, I feel like that that's not really talked about as much too. And, but and he's, totally he's yelling is. about the murders that are going on, and yeah. he's like sounds genuinely like frightened. Yeah. Which is like really awesome, but it was kind of funny also because it's Colin Farrell saying yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we yeah. know you're not the mayor, Colin, actually. Yeah, really. But yeah, yeah, he's, his performance was great. Him and Robert Duval. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. They're both like racist and horrible and how you expect, how you see, how everyone views politicians nowadays. Yeah, that part of it too. Yeah, it, like how the different. Um, I don't know what the different worlds like colliding and yes yeah it was that's why it reminded me of the show the wire a little bit I don't know if you've ever watched oh yeah the wire kind of jumps around um different areas of a city like an inner city like uh gang life then police then politics and it Mm -hmm. it it evolves to like media even and it's like and there's like a character study of each of these people yeah, and that was, yeah. that's what Widows was like. It shows how everyone's affected by certain situations and crime and how politics stands for all of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that I thought that 
I went in expecting it to just be a really good action heist movie, and it was way more than that. Yeah, and there's um, really the only way. like there's a few action scenes, really. Yeah, that's it. But they're they're some of the most heart like wrenching scenes of the yeah. year. You know, like they've your heart's beating so fast, and they're so it's well tense. done. Yeah. yeah, if Mission Impossible Fallout didn't come out this year, it would be the most intense movie I'd seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't get more intense than that. Oh, another great one. Two, two of my favorite movies yeah, of this year. For sure. for sure. Top three. Well, uh, unfortunately, Widows wasn't at the Denver Film Festival, but <laughs> no, a lot of other movies no, coming out wasn't. this year were. That's my That was my segue into uh, yes. the main topic for this episode, which is the Denver Film Festival that Luke and I attended. Yeah, prior to Thanksgiving. A couple weeks ago. Hope everyone yeah, had a good Thanksgiving, November. but we're back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're back after a long hiatus. Uh, <laughs> Where did we of go? Eating and stuff. <laughs> is there tension? <laughs> what is everyone saying? Yeah, yeah what's been the gossip? Yeah, we're back. Oh man, I know. Yeah, the media. There's talking. They're talking about a big storm about how there was a few weeks between podcast episodes. We could have but... been the latest. I don't know how many other podcasters were at the Denver Film Festival, but we might have been the last ones to come out with our thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. We haven't done our yeah. research yet. Yeah, who knows? I actually, when I was there for, we'll get to more of this later, but when I was there for the red carpet for the front runner, someone with a note with a notepad came up to me and they said, uh, hi, what's your name and who are you with? And I was like, I'm John with of all the podcasts in the world. And she just goes, okay. And then she just wrote it down and walked away. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, who, like, what is going on? Like this lady just walks up to me with a notepad. Did she look like a volunteer name. or more? She hold a I higher, think, presi- did she held, hold a higher position? I feel like she held a higher position and, yeah. or she was a reporter and she was just kind of getting names down of, what publications what other publications were yeah. there or something i don't know maybe yeah. she's out to destroy us <laughs> yeah really yeah she's a rival she's podcaster corrupt. yeah yeah the podcast game is you know it cuts deep yeah there's a lot of rivalries yeah. yeah yeah that's what those sirens probably were is it probably another mm-hmm. podcast game i'm fight. hiding yeah. out podcasting <laughs> in a cave <laughs> yeah yeah, but other than that, uh, yeah, having yeah. press passes was great. Yeah, it was great. We felt we at met. home at the Denver Film Festival, just being able to walk into any movie ever, you know, always flash our passes. Yeah, and get some tickets. Yeah, it everyone was, was very kind. Everyone was very nice there. Yeah, the only my only um, like the negative thing I could say about it is that it's not our job, so we couldn't um, see and do more. But. Uh, yeah, we still took advantage of it. Yeah, we yeah, could. we we did as much. We looked like it was our jobs, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I guess, how do you want to start? Should we uh, should we start with uh, like maybe the short films we saw, or should we just go feature length films like one by one? Um, yeah, it doesn't. We could do feature length films one by one, then the shorts, I guess. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. So Should we just start with Tyrell because that's what we saw. Let's start with first. Tyrell. Yeah, the first film we saw, um, and my favorite that we saw as well. Uh, yeah, I would actually, I would have to agree with that. I think Tyrell was, yeah, overall the the best movie out of the uh, the whole film festival that I saw. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know 
a whole lot about it either, which uh, made it a quite a nice surprise. It ended up being like yeah. one of my favorite movies of the year, actually. Yeah, I knew nothing about it, which I think was, which was the best way to see that. Um, yeah, directed and written by Sebastian Silva. Apparently, he's got a lot of a lot of cred in the indie game that I need to explore. Yeah, there we go. That's a, another good thing about the festival is finding out, um, you know, new filmmakers that you may not have heard of before, yeah. or seen much of, and um, I liked what I saw. He 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 was a, yeah. he, he did some ballsy stuff in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it was um, there was a great cast too, which I had oh, no yeah. idea. Oh, no definitely. idea. All those people um, would be in it. It's got the dude in Get Out. Um, not Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya, um, but he's been uh, in a lot. What is this guy's name? God, um, um, that's the one thing I should have written is down. Is it Bradley Whitford? Is that him? No, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's the one. I think that's the dad from Get Out. All right, Quit, all right, it's a little right, slow we'll on the it. IMDb trigger. Well, uh, anyways, Michael Sarah we'll is cut also also in Michael Sarah, yeah. The, Which Caleb was, Landry Jones is who I'm thinking yes, of. Yes, I knew it was three um, names. He's kind of yeah. He's he was in X Men First Class, uh, Three Billboards. Um, he was in the he was, Twin Peaks: The Return. If anyone's a fan of that, he's been all, all over the place since he got into the business. His first country, his first movie was from was in uh, No Country for Old Men. He played Boy really? on Bike. Oh, man. First movie. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the Boy on Bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably got just was staring at Javier Bardem or something. But he's really, he's really talented, this guy. I've always liked him and everything he's done. He's pretty unique as uh, yeah, well. Yeah, he's really, he's really good at making... He, me feel uncomfortable yeah right in, yeah in a, yeah he plays which like, is exactly what he's supposed to do. characters yeah. in a way which he does here which i what thing is they're all they're not really like totally like dis, they're disgusting in the frame of the movie i guess which is um mm-hmm. a bunch of white bro guys just constantly drinking and um partying and while this uh this guy tie Tyler, Tyler actually is his name, yeah. which is the joke at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> his uncle or the guy's uncle or dad or whatever, whose birthday it is, goes like, he's like, oh, I'm Tyler. He's like, oh, hi, Tyrell. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what he expected. Because Tyler is the only black character yes. in the in the film. Yes. And so, yeah, it's kind of showing that that's what... Uh, um, probably a lot of white people would expect him to be like a Tyrell or yeah. something. Cause it's, um, uh, there are a lot of stereotypes for black names out there too. Um, Tyrell is so yeah. definitely one of them. I yeah. Think. I actually, I, I really liked how that was. That's the name of the, the title of the movie. Um, because, cause I was confused at first too. I thought he said, I even thought he said Tyrell because the movie's name was Tyrell and really he said Tyler. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really, yeah, really a nice, well a nice done. subtle touch there. Um, yeah, everything's subtle through the, these guys like are dancing to REM. 
yeah. and stuff. And you really like, I like REM. <laughs> Me <laughs> Who too. Who doesn't like REM? But that in that I moment while scenes. you're watching, yeah. he, you're just sick to your stomach as Tyler's mm-hmm. watching these guys as as he feels just uncomfortable constantly just, w- with their antics. Yeah, and I think that that's why it. That's why I liked it so much too, is because I can't I can't relate to being obviously as a, a white male I can't react I can't relate to being a black male in a situation like this with, with a bunch of white guys but I can definitely relate and I feel like everyone can relate to being yeah. kind of feeling like an outsider in a group like this exactly um, you know you're not you don't know all their inside jokes and, yeah. and everything yeah. like yeah. that yeah it's it's very um, ordinary stuff it's nothing like yeah. surreal it's not like it's not like Get Out where there's a big spell behind the whole um, the, the whole white world that he's entered. Mm-hmm. It's all they're all just kind of hanging out as friends, yeah. and it's the little things that they do that he doesn't understand. That he eventually just kind of he kind of goes mad in a similar fashion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and kind of it's definitely uh, there's a lot of similarities to Get Out. And it always feels like something is going to happen like yeah, that. Yeah, it definitely does. Like it's just not in the way you think is going. You think it is really mm-hmm. how it just kind of eats. How... It kind of eats at him as he continues to get drunk. Yeah, and that's that's I think what um what helped it a lot too. It like made the tension a lot bigger. Is that you always felt like okay, what's going to happen? Like something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn. They're going to go crazy and. They're gonna try and kill him. I don't know. Something's gonna something exactly. weird's gonna happen. So that you you feel so tense in all these situations, I guess. And then I don't wanna don't wanna spoil anything, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't turn out the way you thought. Yeah, and and they're not. They don't. They're actually try. Even though they're trying to be like nice to him the whole time, you still don't trust any of these guys totally. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And back to what you said about him, just like. Um, just getting drunk and everything too. I thought that was, uh, I think we talked about this after, but I felt like I was drunk and like, Mm -hmm. and stumbling around during those scenes too. I, that, I thought that was really good filmmaking. All our perceptions and everything. Cause I felt a little dizzy and, and distorted and out of it, um, in those scenes when clearly he was too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of great yeah, acting in this movie. Realistic, very realistic dialogue, also, which I I like. Definitely, it's something yeah. that indie films do that say a film like Rampage doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, classic the Rampage. Yeah, if only that was um, that was also. If only that was at the festival. Denver Film Festival. Yeah, and The Rock would have been there, and the the gorilla too. But oh well. <laughs> um also jason um, mitchell the star of the film uh yes. tyler he's done a lot um he was in kong skull island detroit Catherine B- bigelow's movie um mudbound and straight out of compton he played easy e yeah so this guy's uh definitely one of the most talented african-american actors we have nowadays yeah, and there's a lot like <laughs> there's a lot nowadays. Yeah, and the cast was yeah the cast was really like blew me away because yeah I didn't think I'd even I didn't think any of these guys would be big names or um, 
uh, or anything like that. You know, it'd be very, very small time. But um, yeah, the cast they they have they all have good resumes too. And then yeah. Michael Sarah yeah. um, pops in out of nowhere. The biggest movie star that's in the movie. Yeah, he's he uh, he sinks into his role for sure. Yeah, like, he was he, so funny too. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. They, everyone feels very real in it. Yeah. Well, I can. Uh, do you have any last thoughts on uh, on Tyrell then? Uh, no. But everyone should go see it if you like. Say sorry to bother you. Um, if Tyrell mm-hmm. comes to a city near you, which depending on where you live, it might not. <laughs> um, yeah, it might be I, a, a I, bit harder to find. I think it's supposed sure. to hit Chicago um, next week. But oh, nice. Maybe, maybe. I just heard that in the air. <laughs> um, <laughs> It might like it might only be some exclusive screening if it is. I don't think it's yeah. good. like it's not going to be at your your AMC for a month or anything. Definitely Let's not. just say that it's going to be at a more um, art house theater probably, and it could only be there for a weekend. Yeah, and I haven't. I honestly haven't heard anything about Tyrell since the film festival either. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it'll probably just kind of, of those, a bummer. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, also, um, going back, Widows is did not do as well. It's not been doing as well as the, at the box office as, like, say, it did the opening weekend. Yeah, that's another one which too. Which is yeah. kind of which I don't. That's really hard to understand because the cast is unreal and yeah, it must everyone have knows had the cast. Quite a quite a big uh, marketing budget. So I don't know. And I thought the marketing was great for Widows too. And I like. I saw one trailer and then I was already like, okay, yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah. Like right when it comes out, it looks so good right from that trailer. And yeah, the, the cast is easily accessible too. I feel like everyone knows Viola Davis, mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez, Liam Neeson. Yep. Um, even Daniel Kaluuya now. Oh, everyone he knows was him fant- pretty much. He was fantastic in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so scary. Yeah, no, he definitely made me jump at a couple scenes. And, that's for um, sure. I don't know this guy's name. I should, um, but he, the guy who's running for mayor, plays. Um, he's a play, plays a role in Atlanta. Um, oh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's brother in Widows. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he was great too. Yeah, he plays a guy in Atlanta named Paperboy. Paperboy. <laughs> he plays a rapper. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't and seen Atlanta, see him in but this I in a, like a big Hollywood movie playing like a politician. It was mm-hmm. a really different role, but he he did very well in it for me. Nice, yeah, I thought he was really good too. Yeah, I I thought every single person was uh, was really good in Widows. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's like, one that it's, I it's kept thinking to about like after Tyrell and Sorry to Bother You and how it's um, a progressive movie for more um, like less fortunate people which yeah and they're totally tyrell is definitely the smallest out of the three mm-hmm. um but yeah still up there for me for one of the best movies of the year yeah definitely so here i'll finish off our little uh our little review of tyrell with just the the summary from the denver film festival here so you can go oh, out and yeah, see it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because we did, probably didn't explain it that well even. No, yeah, but uh, we'll do that in the beginning next time for the rest of the, the movies. But here, uh, being an outsider is awkward at best, scary at worst. 
Tyler isn't new to the game, but his discomfort upon realizing that he's the only black man at a weekend getaway of white guys, who are being called by the wrong name is just the beginning, becomes ever more oppressive in this unsettling drama. Yeah, that's a pretty good description. Yes. <laughs> I wish I could so, describe yeah. that that good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what we said in uh, in a nutshell. So, uh, yeah. Definitely go out and see Tyrell. That's what we were trying uh, to describe uh, during that yeah. thread. <laughs> yeah, next time we'll uh, we'll just save time and read uh, read whatever they wrote wrote for the summary. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So then, I know you saw you got to see a lot. Um, I saw a movie the, the day next day. The Saint Bernard Syndicate. Yeah, let's go to that next. Yeah. Could you uh, could you read that description? Yeah. Let me. We're. Uh, I, I, I don't need to talk about it for that lot. Like as long as Tyrell, for instance, I'll probably just yeah, definitely. I think brief, that's one of the we can briefly touch on some of the other ones. I think there'll just be a few, including Tyrell, that we'll talk about a little more, just mm-hmm. to give a little more right, be a little more in depth. Um, yeah, but the Saint Bernard Syndicate, directed by Mads Brugge, Denmark, um, Danish film. In this fresh Danish comedy, director Mads Brugger delivers cinematic Richards... Okay, let me just start over. Director Mads Brugger delivers cinematic riches to everyone but his protagonist. Two bumbling... <laughs> I said Richards before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two bumbling entrepreneurs and one bumbling podcaster uh, who aims to bring the canine capitalism to China by building St. Bernard breeding centers in Chongqing... They expect great fortune. Their cookies say otherwise. Yeah, so this one, yeah. it's like a, a dark comedy, a, a satire of um, business and economics, of <laughs> modern business mm. and economics. And it's just <laughs> these kind of funny uh, Danish guys selling dogs to um, Japanese businessmen who like to indulge in rich guy things like fancy mansions and prostitutes and stuff like that uh weirdly <laughs> and dogs yes and dogs weird yeah it's very weird and but it has a funny character dynamic um and it has it kind of semi reminds me of the british office and stuff like that really yeah i think you would enjoy it i mean it's a it's a it's a funny movie like playing out um I saw it with a bunch of there's a it was only old people in the theater and but they they enjoyed it so they were like you know they were kind of cool forward thinking old people yeah <laughs> yeah but I could tell you know there're definitely a lot of those at the film festival yeah yeah which is nice to see um yeah but yeah there were these um old women who were talking to me about the movie after the screening and they asked me if I liked it. You could sit, tell they were like a little, um, not like disgusted by it, but maybe slightly disturbed by the movie. Really? Because the one, it's one of those movies where the comedy just kind of leaves you feeling like, wow, the world is pretty fucked. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what they, and which means they kind of got the movie because they had observed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was so, the point of it. Yeah. 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 So it's a little bit of more dry comedy you would say then like british office yes def- definitely it's not all about like nice, aw- yeah. aw- like it, it takes it to a more absurd level because there's so much um there's a lot of uh 
like absurd rich people stuff shoved in your face um yeah. and about you know it's about just making fun of climbing the the social structure of capitalism mm-hmm. and everything so yeah. yeah i enjoyed it it's That's something good. i would it's... never ever you know you'd be able to see here like i i have my um letterbox list of best films of the year and it's all like you know, movies everyone knows, and then you, you see something on their, like, St. Bernard Syndicate, and someone's like, <laughs> yeah, what <right>. is that? <laughs> yeah, that one's going to be hard to see, too. Probably yeah. harder than uh, than Tyrell. Yeah, it's... Um, but yeah, the St. Bernard Syndicate. Yeah, that's nice. all I got to say about it. It was, fu- it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah. Well, if there's any chance that uh, you can see St. Bernard Syndicate out there, then uh, then do so. There's your recommendation. Um, all right. What was the uh, what was the next film you saw? I think you saw the front runner next. Oh, was the front runner the next one? Yeah, because I was gonna yeah. see the film Shoplifters, but I was unfortunately a little under the weather that day. So, mm-hmm. and apparently that won people's decision, right? Yeah. Best so film yeah, at the festival. Yeah, we can go into a couple of the awards here, and then we'll talk a little bit about the front runner. Um, so yeah, the awards, um, that were given out after the festival, uh, best narrative film from the jury, which they're all the, the fancy judges who I have no idea how they pick them, but, um, they chose shoplifters as the best narrative film from the whole festival, which is a Japanese film. Um, and it's, uh, it's getting a little bit of a release in, um, and smaller theaters and I assume film institutes and societies around the country. Um, but it's not going to get a major release. Uh, I assume it's coming back next week in Denver, right? Yep. It'll be uh, it'll be at the C center in Denver, uh, next week uh, as they're showing some of the most popular, uh, films there. Um, especially those that you can't really see in, uh, in your typical AMC yes. or Cinemark, wherever you go. Um, but yeah, shoplifters, uh, I'll read the, the little synopsis here. So there's honor among thieves, but there isn't always justice. Renowned Japanese director Hirokazu Koreeda, his piercing, fiercely tender portrayal of a poor but loving family of petty criminals scraping by on borrowed time. And it also won the, uh, the Palme d'Or at Cannes Film Festival. So, Ooh. uh. Which I'm pretty sure is prestigious. Their, um, yeah, it's the <laughs> the award for the best film at the Cannes Film Festival. So, um, yeah, that's getting a lot of buzz, festival wise. I assume that'll be a, uh, a a hot choice for the Oscars when it comes to foreign films. Oh yes, I'm still on my quest to see it. Yeah. You know, not not everything always goes in planned as planned in life. Yeah. That's all I can say. What's funny is eventually the guy who you'll in, get to it. Yeah, what's funny is the guy who introduced the film um kind of went through his own journey of trying to see it. He's never really? been able to see it. Um yeah, oh, wow. like he went into Europe and just it, it kept falling, it fell through multiple times and oh he God. still hadn't wow. seen it as he was introducing the screen. <laughs> which wow, is dedicated kind of yeah. sad yeah it's yeah, like just it is, yeah. sit down <laughs> <laughs> wow um yeah so if you do have the chance to see it then go see it and don't be like um, yeah, it's... the screener guy <laughs> or or luke <laughs> or luke yeah <laughs> it's supposed to be fantastic yeah it is and i actually i looked up some reviews and everything and um uh if you're 
I don't know. If you're one that's prone to crying in movies, then you should probably bring tissues, apparently. Ooh. From what I read. Um, so, yeah. Then, that's uh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty sad. Um, maybe that makes you not want to see it. I don't know. But uh, that was uh, the best narrative film. And then, um, if, in case you don't know, at the end of the of each film, too, they give you a little piece of paper where you can rank the, the movie out of five. And so that's how they chose yeah. the People's Choice Award. And the People's Choice Award was Green Book, which actually is in theaters now. Um, and I actually just saw it yesterday. I didn't get to see it at the film festival. Oh, but you I saw, saw it yesterday. yesterday? Yeah. Nice. And it was, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I definitely see why it won the People's Choice. It's one of those movies that, uh, um, you know, if this were released at, like Christmas time, like you could just take the family to and like really your your grandma would love it like i I, it's just kind of like a heartwarming story and yeah that's um, just um not like most of the stuff we saw at the film festival it sounds really different yeah no it's a it's a it's a feel good uh feel good (laughs) movie for sure really there there were no feel good movies yeah well yeah green book was the the, was the token feel good movie and uh so yeah, I, I would recommend going going to see it, and so would obviously the people who went to the film festival, since that was their choice for uh, for best film. It'll definitely get some. Uh, oh, I guess I can read up more about that. It was um, starring Mahershala Ali, um, who you may know from Moonlight, uh, and then Viggo Mortensen oh, too. Oh, it's that movie. I've seen that poster yeah, that all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's getting some. Oh. Uh, so that that was, was yeah, that was at the film festival. We should have seen that. Yeah, I know, and that that was actually one I was planning on seeing um, instead of a movie we'll talk about later, which is Jan Pollock. But um, <laughs> I waited, I waited a little bit too long because, unfortunately, for the bigger ones like that, we do get, we did get discounts on tickets with our press passes, but we couldn't get free screenings. So Damn, I waited Jan a bit too Pollock. long to get to get tickets. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Green Book starring Viggo Mortensen, Mahershala Ali. Those uh, must have been some uh, incredible, incredible performances. Am I right? Oh yeah, they were, they were, they were fantastic. Yeah, um, I love film inspired by true friendship that transcended race, class, and the 1962 Mason Dixon line. Um, yeah, so yeah I, was, I need to see that. Yeah, it was good. It was. Um, I can definitely. I've I've looked into more of what people said about it, and it definitely it doesn't push the envelope. Uh, in ways mm. of talking about, you know, race relations in the sixties. Um, but it was, it was definitely more about the, um, these two guys in it, Viggo Mortensen, who's obviously, uh, you know, a white man and he plays a white man from, uh, the Bronx in New York. And he's very, he's like, he's a simple guy. Um, you know, he works as like a bouncer at a nightclub and he's just, uh, he's more of a blue collar type guy. And then Mahershala Ali, um, he's this eccentric piano player, um, who obviously he, he goes on a tour, um, in the South where, um, ten, there's still a lot of racial tensions, um, down there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, sort of a story about these two guys who, you know, you'd probably expect the, the white guy usually to be the more higher class, um, type person. And then the black guy to be in this time, it's like a role change, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's sort of a little... Um. Uh, it's like driving Miss Daisy in a way too. People compared it to that, but uh, um, yeah, no, Sounds it was nice really good and uh, simple too. It is, yeah, it's really accessible. 
Um, yeah, it's just it's a good movie. Yeah, directed by Peter Farley um, from the Farley oh, Brothers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is probably like the most one of the most serious movies he's done, but it, it still has mumble, a lot of good is comedy. It mumble core, core, like mumblecore like. Uh, you're gonna have to explain what that means. Well, the Farley Brothers <laughs> are part of the mumblecore movement. It's um, oh. a style of filmmaking that was like it's mostly um, revolves around uh, acting, humor, improvisation, stuff like I, that. I would say lower budget, maybe even. I would I would say no for this one. Uh, I mean, maybe um, maybe it portions of it. Yeah, because that's yeah. more how um, that's a, it's a real indie thing. Yeah, and I, I would say this is definitely more of. Uh, um, I, I haven't seen you know all of um the Fairley Brothers movies, but I would say this is probably one of the more more different ones, mm. um, from them. Um, because I know they yeah, they've done some wacky comedies, yeah, uh, that I liked, but uh, even Dumb and Dumber, this is com- completely different than Dumb and Dumber. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and this is one that'll probably be out of. Um, all of these that we'll talk about today, it's probably the most accessible one to find in a theater, too. All right, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. good thing you saw it. Yeah, so there's Green Book. Um, yeah, glad Sounds I got like to see that. Sounds like the remnants of the festival are still, like, sticking around Denver since that's there. And then mm-hmm. um, Shoplifters will be there next week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the film festival... Um, really showed off a lot of movies that um, some of them have been out for a while and um, are just, you know, more independent films. And then some are more, um, well, are, are, you know, big studio films that uh, haven't come out yet and they're trying to gain some award traction, that's for sure. And um, I guess I can continue on going about the front runner. Yes, let's um, move on to the front runner. Yeah, which is the, B, the big uh, red carpet screening. Um, this was the... Uh, the big would, Hollywood movie that strolled into Denver. <laughs> yeah, I would say that the the main event of the film festival was uh, the front runner because it's about uh, Senator Gary Hart and uh, how he was um, who was a Colorado senator and he was basically a shoe in for the Democratic um, nomination for president in 1988, and then this whole the media broke this whole scandal about his affair and um, pretty much took him down from there um so it's a it's essentially a film about media and um and they even said this themselves the writers and director jason reitman that there are there are no heroes really it's just a story about people um in a way Hmm. um but yeah so it was exciting it's it was cool to see um no one's very like yeah there it's like an anti-hero tale of the media in a way, yeah. So, um, they look so like the bad things they do, and so essentially, the front runner. I think, um, I I think if it was, I don't want to say this is going to sound really simple, but if it was better, it would definitely be getting more um, traction for uh, you know upcoming awards season and everything, um, because I think that was um, probably expected of it when it was made. Um, and of course, I mean, who knows what kind of ex- expectations they had going into it. But uh, um, it was really cool to see Jason Reitman introduce it and everything. And uh, if you don't know Jason Reitman, he also directed Juno, Up in the Air, Thank You for Smoking. And his dad is, he even joked about this, that he's probably most well-known for being the 
son of the mm-hmm. guy who directed Ghostbusters. Yeah. His dad is Ivan Reitman. Um, I like Up in the Air quite a lot, actually. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good movie. I haven't actually definitely seen it myself, my but of his. um, but it's definitely an acclaimed one. Uh, so it was really cool for him to introduce it, and then at the end, um, they interviewed uh, him and one of the producers, and then um, two of the uh, the co writers as well, um, who have both been in the politics world um, at some mm. point in their careers. Um, Obviously, as as, it must have been the most packed screening you went to, right? Yeah, that was. And that was at the Opera House, too. So it was this huge, gorgeous theater uh, and then this enormous screen. Yeah. And I was off to the side, and my neck was killing me after it because I was... Oh, were you standing? No, no, I was sitting, but I was... Um, but, like, my seat was, like, all the way to the side because oh, I went to, in like, late. Turn? Yeah, because most people who, who were there, they just went in and got their seats and everything. But I was there, you know, to see the red carpet too. And, um, you know, they didn't show up until 10 minutes before the, the screening started. So, um, so I was there taking pictures and then ran in and I got a not great seat close up and on the edge and the screen is just huge in this theater. So I was just turned like the whole time, um, <laughs> looking at the screen which is a really uncomfortable way to see a movie, but, um, still a great experience overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of important people in the room, you know, to have that vibe. Yeah. Going. It did. And especially when there are people with, um, with, uh, you know, passes sitting next to me asking what publication I'm with and all of that. Um, so it definitely, <laughs> I definitely felt out of place at some points. <laughs> um, but it was still really cool to actually feel, um, a part of it. Like that was one of the cooler things that, we get to do with the press passes is we get to be right on the red carpet and see these filmmakers come through and then, um, you know, be around other media people. I picture it like an auction for some reason. An auction. Yeah. <laughs> people are just it was like, in a way. I will yeah. buy this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, everyone was pitching to try and buy the film. Uh, no, but, uh, I threw up a bid just for, so then I was out after that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, as far as the, the movie goes, um, I think, uh, I, I had high hopes for it, uh, cause it has a great cast. It has Hugh Jackman, Vera Farmiga, JK Simmons. Yeah. Um, and three great performers. Yeah. And they were all, they were all great in it. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I, I just, the movie didn't like it didn't have a huge impact on me in a way where it was, it was definitely enjoyable. I liked it. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, it's probably not one I'll ever try and see again. And it, um, one and done. I, yeah. It, it was one of those. So they, they described a lot of this and I think I liked it a lot more right after I saw it. Um, because the people who made it were, you know, sitting right in front of me. Um, but when I had more time to really reflect on it, um, you know, they talked a lot about how there are no heroes in the movie. It's more about, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a story about a guy who he made a mistake and then the media blew it up. And so like at some parts of the movie, you're like, oh, the media is doing the right thing. And some parts are like, ah, they're like the media is obviously like the antagonist here. And then some points, points you think Gary Hart, Hugh Jackman's character is, you know, it's the same thing. Like some points you're like, oh yeah, like, um, that's horrible what they did to him. And at some points it's like, well, he also like, he's in the public eye. This is a a normal thing for a Senator to be questioned by the media. 
Um, so he should be questioned about this. And I know it's his personal life, but, um, yeah, I guess they're held to different standards, um, in that sort of way. So it, Sounds Basically, like a I've, moral moral philosophy quiz or something. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. Or whatever. Um, so overall, it was a really good movie and well-directed, and there were some actually really cool and unique um, scenes and shots in it that, uh, that I really liked, especially the opening scene is really, really cool. Um, and they talked a lot about that um, afterwards, too. Um, but ultimately, I, I just didn't really know who to, who to root for or what really the... Uh, you know, the, the end goal of the movie was whether it was to show how the media can really exploit someone in the public eye or how, right. um, hmm. it's intentions yeah. sound, um, interesting. Sounds Definitely, like it could yeah. be a solidly bore, maybe a boring film, but it sounds I, I, like it's hearts in the right place in yeah. the time. That we're I, in. I definitely wouldn't say it was, it was boring cause it was, um, I think it was paced well and uh, mm. there's definitely some, there's some funny parts in it. Um, absolutely. And it's, I would say it's more, maybe fast it's paced. unfocused. Definitely. Unfocused. It's, it's definitely unfocused. And I, yeah, that's, that's where I felt at the end. I, I enjoyed my time, but uh, it left me sort of wondering what the point of uh, everything was. Cause I couldn't really tell what they were trying to say. Right. Um, and it Overall. felt more like, yeah, it felt more like a, a documentary in a way of this is this is what happened to Gary Hart in 1988. Right. Um, but yeah, I would still recommend go out and see it, especially um, you know nowadays it's definitely very topical with um, the media and politics. Um, so I'd still recommend go seeing that. I know that's in that's in my local theater, so I assume it's probably um, around other local theaters, even your typical AMC and everything like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the front runner. Oscar season's on the way. <laughs> it is, yeah. With the front runner, you think he'll get nominated for anything? Um, I don't know. I could see like one thing even. I could see it get nominated for um for something smaller, maybe, um, and maybe Hugh Jackman. Um, mm. I mean, Hugh Jackman was was really good in it. It wasn't you know some transcending performance, but he was good. Um. So yeah, yeah, I would say still check it out. It's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, blow you out of the water or anything. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was the front runner, the uh, the main, the main film of the Denver Film Festival. Yeah, John was with with some uh, important people, Hollywood elites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, I mean, that definitely made it a, a lot better though, and that was really cool. I can't take That's that. That's the full. Um, you yeah, you made use of. The press pass to the maximum amount with that yeah that night yeah for exactly sure. yeah and then that was um so that's that's my little review of the front runner yeah then so, what was um, um i saw some films or, the next day while john was at work yep <laughs> <laughs> working like a dog um, <laughs> i saw a german film called sticks s-t-y-x like the band yeah but it was not about the band. No. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, what a bummer. <laughs> uh, can you read the description of it? I sure can. Okay, Sticks, directed by Wolfgang Fischer. Wow, very nice. Um, thank you. That's yes, why I, he reads them out. Yep, I was practicing uh, before we started. Uh, okay. Wolf. Reich, <laughs> Reich needs a vacation. 
So the big city paramedic sets out for Ascension Island on her yacht, only to hit a storm that lands her on the watery doorstep of a sinking refugee boat. In this timely seat-gripping drama, she must help where the powers that be, the Coast Guard and Mother Nature alike, won't. Yeah, Yeah? very much so. I really enjoyed this. Um, Nice. The first act, she's most... I, I mean, ugh, should I? Are we giving away these? How much? How far should I go into this? Um, I should just, you know, I should just not give away the ending. Yeah, right? yeah. For this, you can definitely go in depth, but uh, yeah, maybe not the ending. Yes, in case people do see this. So a lot yeah. of this first act is just kind of establishing her character. Um, she's she's kind of a strong-willed, um, independent woman, um, and she's she's venturing out to like an island that was discovered by Charles Darwin. And she has this ambition to see all these, you know, she expected to be fascinating. Um, you could tell she longs for it quite a lot. And it mainly shows her just sailing <laughs> for a lot of it <laughs> and um, taking care of her boat. And I actually like really enjoyed it. Like the cinematography is huh. really, they shoot it in a like really cool way. Um, really great cinematography and yeah it just you you feel you feel like you're on you feel like you're on the boat quite a bit oh, that's um, cool. and so then she gets like a radio sig- signal from the coast guard saying that there's gonna be a big storm in the middle of the night and to be careful and um being the experienced sailor that she is she's <laughs> able to weather the storm it doesn't really show her but it's like she makes it through the night essentially and then she discovers uh-huh. um a boat of refugees who've been damaged heavily by the storm and need help bad like their boat is just falling apart and there's like tons of them on the boat there's too many people and so she's talking to the coast guard and they just continue to tell her not to um not to um help help is on the way because her boat's too small and they will um they will over they'll basically overrun her if she it goes over and helps oh wow and so she kind of has the whole rest of the film is her dealing with this another moral question on whether she should listen to the these um people of authority or um go and do what's what she thinks needs to be done because like the coast guard takes forever to get there um, yeah, and she just kind of, she doesn't leave she because she feels um obligated so she kind of stays there and just watches and think and really ponders whether she should help most <laughs> of the movie and then it's so it's kind of uh um i've seen something like it before i just can't think of it right now i guess i would say it's it's definitely from what it sounds like it's one of those where um you're you're kind of thinking along the same lines as the uh the main protagonist yeah and you, mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those like you said moral yeah, questions you're kind of, you, and, yeah you are um, kind of thinking the whole time because there's not a lot of um there's only a few story beats for sure mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it's just a lot of the shots are um you know they're different but they're repetitive in what they're showing you know she just mm-hmm. keeps looking over at the boat she's um she looks distressed um yeah it's a it's a it's one of those heavy ones for sure yeah um, it, it sounds it's a like quality, it it's a quality it's a quality film though i really i really enjoyed it 
Awesome. Yeah, so that's one of your probably one of your favorites from the the festival. Oh, would you definitely, say? definitely. Nice. Yeah, and that was Sticks. S T Y X, like the band. Remember that. Um, I yeah, that's I a, don't know if another anyone good thing will have an opportunity to see that. That's a movie I would yeah, yeah like. I felt really um, thankful to be at the festival because I would never see a movie um, like that really on my mm-hmm. own. I'd never seek out something that came out in 2018 with that log line and, you know, being German <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's another great thing about the film festival um, is that I know probably just the average movie fan looking at the schedule and everything, they probably wouldn't be enticed to go if they didn't really recognize anyone or any of the actors, but yeah, that's what I think the best part about it is that there are these movies that you can just discover in a yeah, way. You get to take a break from the Netflix them. and chill. And, and yeah. it does. And a lot of these are very accessible. Like, um, mm-hmm. you can watch this just cause, just cause it, there's sub, I mean, she does speak English through it. So that probably helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would help most moviegoers, but still it's, um, you're exposed to new cultures and, and right, the, yeah. but yet, the, you know, thematically, it's the same thing, which shows how, you know, you see how all human beings are connected and we all think we all want the same stuff and everything. We're all built the same way. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. Well, uh, did you want to go into, I know you saw multiple movies. I saw another movie that, that day. Did you want to go to the next one? Quickly, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I saw Sticks and I saw Rust. <laughs> this movie called Rust, right after Sticks. Um, okay, Rust. I actually, I got the, uh, I got the. Yeah, it's a Brazilian it. film, I believe. Yep, Brazil, directed by Ali Muritiba. Uh, the budding relationship of teenagers Tati and Renee, or Renette, Renee or Renette, is derailed when a video of Tati having sex with her ex-boyfriend is leaked to their classmates. The consequences are dire in this wrenching Brazilian disquisition on coming of age in the digital era. I remember you talking about this, yeah. and uh, it seemed very, very, very depressing. Um, yeah, I thought it was very good. I like for our time, it has some stuff to say for sure about mm-hmm, for sure. It's you know bullying and social media, and also also about how women are treated. Um, the first ha- half is pretty good, but it, it kind of falls, it falls after that for me as mm. the second half of the film becomes, um, more of just someone feeling bad. Uh, it just, this guy's feeling bad about, um, some events that occur after a sex tape, after a sex tape is discovered. He's kind of the guy who leaked the sex tape mm-hmm. and yeah, he just kind of, is depressed about it the rest of the movie and it it doesn't really go much where else with what it was trying to do in the first half really um <laughs> so it it you know it has some it has good things in it up to a point i'd say like it's not a bad mm-hmm. film it ends up being a boring film towards the end yeah. i would say it's, it's just heavy it, it sounds it starts like off yeah. very radical <laughs> and um mm-hmm. Kind of cool, actually. Um, but, yeah, after that, it becomes a sob story. You probably don't leave the theater with a, with a good feeling. That's yeah, for sure. definitely, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, it is called Rust. Yeah, Rust. Or uh, 
I was assuming Portuguese, Ferrugum. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, it has the uh, the uh, original language titles in Look it, at that. Too. See, we're cultured up. Just like in, um, so actually, so I culture. should say, <laughs> the St. Bernard Syndicate in uh, Danish is Sankt Bernard Syndicate. Oh, I knew that because I saw the that saw Oh, the there film. you go. Yeah, St. Bernard. St. <laughs> Bernard, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about Rust. It, um, it, it has good intentions is all I've left, I will probably mm-hmm. say. Um, it's nice to, anytime there's something about on something about how far ahead we are with technology and how we're maybe too ahead with technology to me is pretty interesting. For sure. Yeah. 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 I definitely think it uh, sounds like it has a good, um, a good underlying message about, yeah, um, for sure. Sort of the digital age. For sure. And, and it's something that you could picture also happening in America. So it's pretty relatable as well. Yeah. As sad as it sounds, uh, I could definitely see that happening. I know you you told me the ending, so that's mm-hmm. um, that's all I'll go off of. But uh, um, yeah, I guess if you're looking to go to the movies um, this holiday season with the family, go to Green Book. Don't go to Rust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so that was that the uh, the last you saw that the day last then? feature I saw. Yes, last feature. And then we saw a bunch of um, late night shorts. Yeah. So here I'll go over quick. Um, there were like six of them, weren't there? Yeah, here, I'll go over quick some of the screeners that I saw, and um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give a full review or anything, but I'll, um, I'll just talk a little bit about them. But, um, and then we'll, and then we'll move on to the shorts. Um, uh, but yeah, the, so there's other um, as with the press pass, you can get screener links for some of these um, smaller films and a lot of the independent ones too. Um, and I think I talked a little bit about this last podcast, actually. But um, some of the screeners I got, another German film, The Invisibles, um, which was sort of a documentary slash narrative film um, about this group of Jews who um, evade Nazi occupation in Berlin. Um, it's it's interesting if you like that era of history. Um, uh, it's definitely it's a, a bit of a snoozy one, though. Ooh, so uh, I'll say that. Snoozies. <laughs> yeah. And then um, <laughs> another one, I really uh, actually I actually enjoyed this one uh, called Number Thirty Seven. It was a South African version of Rear Window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about that one. Yeah, that one would be a little difficult to see, but uh, but it's, that, a, it's yeah, a good thriller, I, I'd good be crime very movie. Interested in seeing that. Um, and then uh, another notable one I saw was Friday's Child, which actually stars. Um, Tyler, or I don't know if it's Tyler, I think it's Ty Sheridan from uh, the masterpiece that is Ready Player One. <laughs> and um, that's, that's uh, I still need to see that. Yeah, it's uh, it's fine. I've heard it's, uh, I've heard it's messy. That. Um, yeah, it, it is. I, I like the, <laughs> little, I don't little go too in depth, but I like the, we'll talk, we can talk about I like that the video when, game when parts of it, it but uh, yeah, that's for another time. Um, but it also, it starred, um, Caleb Landry Jones too. Um, oh, wow. And he was, Star he was just festival, as disturbing Caleb as this. Yeah. Really. I'm surprised he wasn't there. What was um, he a tough, another tough character yeah. to deal with? Yeah. <laughs> he was super creepy. He's and, so good um, yeah, he was, like, and get, and get he out. wasn't it's so scary. Yeah, I know. And he was, he was scary in this for sure too. It's, um, he's really intimidating. He's not like, 
when you see him, he's not like an intimidating looking guy. He's just more creepy, but he pulls off these intimidating characters. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, those are some of the screeners nice. I saw, which are definitely some smaller movies. You saw a lot. So you saw a lot um, of might films not be able to see that were at well. the festival for sure. Like yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, not all of them I got to see. Like at over ten the features, festival, definitely but, right. Um, yeah, nice. definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are some of the screeners, um, and then uh, Luke and I had the privilege of seeing uh, a number of late night shorts, yes. which. I would recommend if you're yeah, going if you're to a film out festival with your buddies to do and something you're just like that. Go drink and see some shorts. Yeah, the late nights—they don't disappoint. They're all—they're all very like yeah. weird and obscure. Very, very weird. They're, yeah, and we had yeah we had a couple of beers and that made it a lot better, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Some way more uncomfortable than others. Uh, yes, than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I wrote down all the names here. Um, I had to go do some digging because uh, they do go by kind of fast. Um, I know. Shorts, you don't even get to really process um, much, and then another one just begins immediately. Yeah, they don't even yeah, – they, there's no breaks or anything. Just the next one, um, yeah, right when one it's pretty, ends, it's they go pretty uh, fun. right into it's the next one. It's a new way to, like, feel time in a movie theater because we're, yeah, we're so used to I would definitely recommend – Mm-hmm. And these are these are definitely ones that um, I don't know. Short films, like you said, they're uh, I mean they're a lot more experimental. Yes, for sure. Um, for sure, especially these ones. Um, so just being able to see something different, um, it was definitely a really cool experience. Uh, and yeah, the movies were uh, were really interesting too. Uh, I know the the very first one I actually really liked called Eighty Sixth. Yes. Um, uh, if anyone's a fan of the film Good Time, the star of that short is Buddy Duress. He plays Ray in Good Time, the the guy who they Robert Pattinson accidentally steals from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I haven't seen all of um, Good Time. I've only seen about half of it. Oh, okay. Then you probably but haven't even seen him. In, you probably haven't even seen him in Good Time. Then yeah, he's really good yeah. in it. He's really funny. Yeah, and he was good in uh, in this too. He was uh, yeah. this paranoid guy. Um, yeah, it was definitely He's, a weird one, but it looked really cool. It was shot really uh, really well. I thought. Yeah, it's got cool music, cool, lo- mm-hmm. lots of nice coloring, and uh, they they kind of it kind of plays for suspense, but you don't really realize it the whole time. As a bunch of we've kind of peer into a bunch of conversations in a donut shop. Yeah, <laughs> as this guy's just picking out donuts. Yeah, it sounds really simple, but it uh, yeah, it yeah, escalates from there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> to, and so and to the, speak. just the direction of it makes it um, very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Were there any other um, any other ones that stood out to you um, that you can remember? Um, I mean, I don't know any of the names, so you'll have to like. So there, I, yeah. I'll just, Let me like, list off try the to names. Describe what I saw, and it'll just sound all ridiculous. So one another one that I liked. This was the second one we saw. It's called Hair Wolf, which was in um, like a barbershop. It was sort yes. of a play on, um, um, yeah. on uh, it was like this white girl going into a barbershop to get her hair cut. Yeah, um, and, and she's just totally out of place. And I thought it was actually really funny. Yeah, it was really clever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, they were like they were like 
it, taking this absurd use of reaching for like um like black hair versus white hair and how that stands for like so mm-hmm. much in this world yeah that one man, man that's when i would watch again online oh i would for sure. sure watch that one again yeah. yeah it was really funny i think out of all of them that was maybe the most um normal in a way and it was still yeah. obscure um, yeah normal in a good way that's for sure um and one i, I unfortunately had to miss but the next one was coyote it's an animated one. I really cannot describe it with words <laughs> other than that it was like really trippy <laughs> and had a lot of shapes and colors going on and not much of a traditional narrative. I really can't explain the story in that. <laughs> Interesting. It yeah. looked really cool, yeah. <laughs> it was for all the the Colorado weed smokers out there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> for all you colorado weed smokers out there see the um, coyote <laughs> yeah so somehow maybe it's online maybe it's on youtube yeah when you're youtubing um, and the next one um it was the only one where the uh the director was actually present yes was called the beaning which was sort of a uh a look on i think it was a true story about it was like a mockumentary this. it wasn't a true story i'm pretty sure the it whole, wasn't okay. no it wasn't. i have no idea it was I, like I, it's like a horror element going in into the U, new york yankees like a conspiracy yeah like the occult was part yeah of, it used, occult um, was part of the new york yankees it used real um real players yeah from back in the day but it, it, it was sort of a play on um yeah the yankees are a part of like the occult or whatever and this player on the red Sox, i think right that was that was beamed it um, was clever it, it just yeah. it didn't feel like a film necessarily it felt like more like a a funny youtube clip that someone would make definitely yeah um and i know the the director was talking about how he he made like a few of these sports um movies along the same lines and uh this was like the best one or the only one that he fully like finished i guess um and yeah it was it was different. It was it was out there. Um, uh, I liked it for the baseball aspects. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely um, funny. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the next one, it's called Milk, and I can't remember that one. Um, okay, oh, was that um, th- when the kid gets up to go get a glass oh, of milk, oh. and his mom just like yes. is terror <laughs> is terrifying. <laughs> That was, yeah, that was scary, that's yeah, for sure. kind of um, relatable, too. Yeah, I actually thought that that one was good, too. I liked that one. Um, it was, I think that, that was probably that, the shortest exact one. That's exact thing's ever happened when I've gone up to gla- get a glass of milk, <laughs> but, like, I understand the, the horror element in that, in getting yeah. up to get a glass of milk and something like that happening. Oh, yeah. With a, yeah, with, as a kid, with that a was par- always with a terrifying. With too, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's like play on the fact that when you're a kid, you grow up just like scared of your parents because <laughs> they like parents probably just like try to keep everything scary from you. So then you're just scared mm-hmm. of them because <laughs> you have nothing to be scared of. Yeah, that was the point. Yeah, she and, was. And, and they do make the mom, the mom was trying just to, uh, really scary. That was, I, it was it was a really short, um, short one, that's for sure. But I remember looking at the credits and just the amount of people that worked on it just to make the uh you know, like the makeup and everything it was incredible because that yeah mm-hmm. that was the effects and the makeup on that one was um 
was super, super creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the, and the mom's just trying to, you know, protect her her little boy and whatever. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's about all I can say about Milk. That, that, it that creeps me out for ones, sure. Um, probably that, that was one really, and, um, really good. The second one were probably my two, my favorite shorts yeah. that I saw. I would agree. I would agree. Um, and then the next one, they got weirder from oh, there. It's, yeah, it just gets um, weirder. So the second to last one we saw was Child of the Sky. Um, yeah, and I actually uh, found um, the little descriptions on the uh, on the late night shorts here, oh, so I can cool. read this yeah, one. Yeah, you should read that one. Um, Child of the Sky, lost in the desert, a woman gets lured into a nightmarish world of cult violence in this deeply chilling take on Mesopotamian mythology, did not catch that, um, told through ferocious dance movements. Um, that, yeah, yeah that, that explains a lot that I didn't understand. Yeah, I did not know that it was about Mesopotamian mythology. I didn't uh, think about it that. being like a kind of a dance, a metaphorical dance. Mm-hmm. I definitely I got the cult aspects about that. That was pretty obvious. Um it's good you read that. Yeah. I was literally just about to say, I think it's about rape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it did seem like that too. Um, yeah, that was, it was definitely really unsettling um, for me. I, yeah, I, that's a, the reason I didn't like it. Cause dark, it really unsettled me. Mm-hmm. And but it was, it was another one that was filmmaking aspects in it for sure. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah, and it was one of those that was, it didn't seem to have a lot of, uh, like fantasy elements or anything. It was just real and it was real creepy too. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what you get out of a lot of the late night shorts. Uh, yeah, that it's um, not for, it's not for everyone. No, a lot of people not. like regular people who aren't like mm. crazy, like John and I <laughs> yeah. would be disgusted. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, Probably have to walk yeah. out of the theater. A lot oh, of yeah. people. If that was a feature-length film in a in a regular theater, many people would walk out. Um, and then, uh, right when you think it can't get any weirder, though, Ooh. we get to Islands, which was the uh, the final late night short we saw, which is a, a French film directed by Jan Gonzalez. Um, and this is it's only a one sentence summary that they give it, and it's characters wander through an erotic maze of love and desire i think mm. that's the only way you can describe it really yeah and they show all that love and desire yes uh, uh as uh as much as you may not want to see it they uh they they damn well show it to you um yeah this was this was super odd and i just i really i've never felt more uncomfortable in a movie theater before <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, they kind of start <laughs> <laughs> they kind of started off like they're just kind of making love nude and then this guy with a burnt face comes up and mm-hmm. they start sucking his cock i think uh right yeah and uh yeah and you and you see all of that and um and more and it's uh not not pretty it's not um not fun to watch that's for sure um it's it's definitely very artsy artistic yes. and I didn't, I didn't quite get the point, um, but I am also I, I am not artistic in this sort of sense. I'm sure I, I think it had I'm a, a lot of a point. It's just 
it's all it's very distracting when you mm-hmm. go all the way like that and i don't know how much of a point you know that actually showing a bunch of guys like jerk each other off in a forest like yeah you know that's a very specific point to make <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and as you um it was funny that people like at the in the theater laughed at that point too. oh yeah <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it, i think more people are laughing so like that we're just like watching this you know it's not very yeah. a, it's not really a maybe it's meant to be funny yeah i don't know yeah that's a good point too i don't know if it was meant to be funny but I think it was a lot of there's a lot of uncomfortable well, laughter in the theater. We'll rewatch it later. <laughs> yeah. Later tonight. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be just laughing our asses off at, at it, I'm sure. Um we just didn't understand that it was a comedy pure, the whole time. Pure comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think with this one, just like with the rest of the late night shorts, now from like one movie to the next, you feel like it can't get any weirder or more disturbing. And then same with Islands is that in the beginning, you feel like it can't get any more disturbing from there, and then it does. It's quite a way to end um, end the shorts. Yeah, it's the last one yeah. they showed. And I know even the guy who introduced um, the films in the beginning, he, he made some joke at the end, too, um, Yeah, about how crazy and disturbing um, Islands was. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's yeah. good to tell. It's definitely good to do that. They probably make a point mm-hmm. to be like, so Islands has <laughs> sex <laughs> and yeah, burn victims and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely one that we talked about the most. I think because yeah. how could you, how could you not? I think it stood out um, for us <laughs> in some way. Yeah. And actually, I tr- I tried to look up um, most of the most of the short films to look them up a little more and see if there's. Um, any any more about them online? Um, couldn't see too much about any of them except for Islands, actually. Um, and it's actually I looked at some reviews on Letterboxd, and there are a lot of oh wow, I didn't even think so of doing I would, that. I would recommend checking out those reviews. There's actually there's a lot of good ones, and I can I can see I can see what people are saying. Um, but just me as as a person, I uh, I couldn't really. It was like you said, distracting. From it took me out of the uh, yeah. any artistic you know sensibilities. Ta- you know how it must of... take a lot to like get pa- a viewings to get past the fact yes. that you're just watching like people jerking each other off. Mostly, yeah, and and not in a, not in a, it wasn't love making. That's for sure. You know, yeah, like it's not like you see some, instance, like, some movie love, where they're making love. I love, love Spring Breakers, for instance, a lot, and it, ha- it shows a lot. Of, it shows disturbing things to get to its um point and the feeling it wants you to have but it's it's not as it's not as mm-hmm. dist- like straight forward as this where it's just showing yeah. sex <laughs> you yeah. know it shows disturbing things for sure but it, it's not just like sex <laughs> a bunch of mm-hmm. extras jerking each other off in a woods yeah and and there are definitely um nowadays there are shows and movies like popular ones that everyone sees that um, show like disturbing sexual uh, images in a way, and if you're disturbed by that, then you have no idea what uh, what Islands holds because it's um, <laughs> it does a little more than Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, if there's some unsettling scenes in Game of Thrones, um, you know that are a little more sexual, and uh, it does not uh, yeah. does not match Islands. No. Yeah. So. Uh, 
that pretty much sums that one up. Um, I don't know how much more I can, uh, I can think. Talking about it, I about almost that. feel like we just watched it again, and I feel I know, like yeah. uh, <laughs> the late night shorts are actually over again. Yeah, and that's one that we yeah, hope we yeah. were able to illustrate all the things well in islands. <laughs> yeah, and maybe maybe you, you won't have to see it because yeah, we, uh, for everyone listening hard about the islands description. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there you have it. That's um, that's the late night shorts in a nutshell. And um, but still, I would recommend. Oh, it was really um, nice seeing that experience. Shorts, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for someone especially like me who wants to like write films and stuff, it's a great like learning yeah. um, learning opportunity. Because other than that, you never get to see shorts in a a movie theater other than a festival. Exactly. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they're actually so um, there are actually five different short screenings that went on at the festival. Um, there's the the first one is narrative shorts, um, so it's a bit more standard. And then there's documentary, um, late night, like we said. Um, then the fourth is avant garde, um, and then the fifth one is animation. So yeah, there are um, yeah quite a few different ways to see. Um, you know, short screenings at the Denver Film Festival, as I assume they are at um, other film festivals too. So, um, yeah, I definitely check out any uh, any sort of um, festival where you can check out shorts like that. I would uh, I would recommend that for sure. All right, All right. I guess we'll then move on to Jan Pollock. Move on to the final film we saw at the festival, which was Jan Pollock, a Czech film. Um, let me pull up a little the, morning, uh, a morning check film. Yeah. A little, uh, 1030 in the morning. Um, fun, family, fun movie. Um, just kidding. Um, so this one, Jan Pollock, it's, uh, it's sort of a biopic about the title character, Jan Pollock, who, uh, <clears throat> during the cold war, he, um, well, I'll just read that, the summary. It was directed by Robert Sidlak, Sidlicek. And on January 16, 1969, in Prague's Once This Last Square, student activist Jan Pollock set himself on fire to protest the Soviet invasion of Czechoslovakia. This trenchant biopic covers the months of tumult leading up to his final revolutionary cri de corps. And I don't know what that means, but um, but take that uh, take that as you wish. Um, yeah, so. So, Luke, what did you think of Jan Pollock? Um, it was interesting for the most part. I was a little bored during it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like enjoyed watching <laughs> him burn himself at the end. That was, was kind of... <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But that was it, is, uh... it does sound awful. But it was I don't know. I, it was it, it was like funny to me <laughs> at the end because i didn't really understand it mm-hmm. i think um i so apparently jan pollock is um actually super well known the person who he was is super well known in europe and there are a lot of um squares buildings named after him um i've i've honestly never heard of um, the story until uh, the festival, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, basically, um, you know, like it even says in the description, everyone knows what is going to happen eventually. 
So I think that he is, takes he's a the lot guy of... who burned himself. That's what you're watching. It's mm-hmm. a biopic of this guy. So overall, I, I enjoyed some of the historical aspects about it that I didn't know before. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, and I did like some of the, just some of the settings of you know, like these young people. I could relate it to today, these young people, um, you know, getting together to stand up for um, something, which I think is happening a lot, a lot more nowadays. Um, yeah. Then um, it is a different perspective of that, like time and uh, mm-hmm. what was going on. You see a, a young, educated man who's kind of like just driven, to, who feels mm-hmm. like he has no control over what's going on. Um, yeah, definitely. In, yeah, in that type of tale, you would, you, yeah, you, yeah, it's different. You would normally see someone who'd mm-hmm. be more, more oppressed or involved in the, yeah. bo- in the trenches or something like that when it's more about how he has he's powerless in this and he feels like he should have something to do with you know something to change or something like that right yeah so that's what i liked about it um but i definitely agree with you that it was it was pretty boring at times and it um yeah it wasn't a it wasn't a great movie for 10 30 in the morning no Um, it surely wasn't (laughs) (laughs) and i the thing is it's I felt he was a little entitled to, um, it's like, I, I, I liked the character overall, but at the end of the day, at the end of the movie, I felt, what was the, like, what was the yeah, point of him was setting himself on fire? <laughs> In a way he kind of was. Yeah. And, <laughs> Man, we're just destroying this guy's memory. We're like, I laughed when Jan, when he set himself on fire. <laughs> Like, what? See, I wouldn't go. He's I wouldn't spoiled. go that far. Yeah, I. I but uh, yeah, I went that far, kinda. <laughs> See, it's it's um, I don't. It, yeah, I I just felt like, oh man, he really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so there was a lot of allusion to the uh, you know, the famous picture of the monk in Vietnam setting himself on fire, right. which is like a hugely important like picture history wise. You know, that's everyone learns about learns about that everyone sees that image um and i think that really told something about the time in vietnam and everything um that was going on there um i think that was really like um i don't know what's the word um i I can't think of it but anyway um i feel like he tried to um to replicate that and i don't think his situation was was anywhere near what um, Vietnam was, um, nor was he um, was he in the same situation as that monk. So I, I felt like he was almost putting himself, uh, giving himself a false identity in a way, mm-hmm. and um, and making making his his personal experience a little bit more than it was. And I can't speak to what the Soviet occupation of Czechoslovakia was. I'm sure it was way worse than. Yeah, uh, we've we've even heard about. I feel like but they you didn't really get to see that, like a a negative, the negative ocu- um, the negative side of the occupation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they showed they showed one one scene where they're marching through the streets, and the police start beating yeah, up the protesters that, a lot. That's what I wanted more of. That was yeah, that was kind of the one the one time where you really see that. Other than that, there isn't much to it, and those are all scenes that any, I feel like anyone's seen in in movies and even just in the sixties in the U S I mean that, that happened like there was stuff at, at Kent state that they always talk about. Um, 
and I mean, the U.S. wasn't occupied by the Soviet Union, so um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it really, um, not to use this um, phrase again, but push the envelope in a way of making us feel like, um, oh yeah, like this is like someone needs to stand up and do something. It was just more of this is a <laughs> this is a seems like a college student, a millennial who's yeah um, making this all about them. It's like his and... internal battle of wanting to do it rather than we're like. Why isn't he helping these people? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I definitely um, it it, it was fine. And even when he sets but, himself um, on fire, there's like no one around. You know, yeah, that's, that's like that's the thing too. Drunk, kind of... There's like one drunk guy there. He's like, get him, yeah. and that's it. And I, I mean, I have no idea. Watching. I have no idea what happened in, when he, you know, in real life when he did it. But yeah, in the film, there's <laughs> like five people around this huge square and. Um, in the city and yeah if he's trying to make a point then I, it's, it's not going to have a huge I impact mean, they, they did they afterwards. do a good job of like showing him get set on fire like it looks very real mm-hmm. and then they show his like he's just all burnt up after yeah yeah and showing him i guess preparing and, and i think everything it has, was... it has it's really intense i think it has its own effect on each viewer like mm-hmm. you know carly couldn't look you were probably yeah. like whoa <laughs> And I was like laughing, <laughs> so it's probably a funny like trio. Look, you know, just it's just I, I wish I could get a picture of the audience's face what, when that scene goes on. Yeah, I mean, when they when he came in, I, I wouldn't say I was like whoa. I was I was a little more disappointed by that scene. Um, Damn, because because yeah, there's no one around, so it's like why isn't it long? Was the, why was, was the it payoff? longer? <laughs> Yeah. ran around the city to some music for a little bit it's just i just didn't see the payoff to it um which is i mean it's sad but yeah um yeah i wasn't like oh man like this is this is a story that we need to learn more about in history class or something it yeah um what a sad ending so, yeah yeah well that was the uh the final yeah, movie the final we saw, film we saw actually at the film festival um but I can go into some of the more films that we didn't see there, but other ones that um, are maybe out now or coming out that were the main features of the film. Um, if you want to hear about that, I know we talked a little bit about this before too, but um, so they basically, they, the main feature of the whole entire thing was the front runner. And then there are other, um, uh, you know, showcases for movies that'll actually get a theater, a big theater run and will probably be up for, you know, awards during award season. Um, and the, uh, the opening night ceremony where I got to go to the red carpet for that was for the favorite, um, mm, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. Yeah. Which my brother um, just saw it yesterday. He said it was good. I'm going to have to see it. It's at the really? it's at yeah. a theater right by me right now, like down the street. Yeah. It's at, uh, it's at a couple of the, uh, the smaller, um, independent theaters, um, around Denver. So I'm going to have to try and check that out too. Yeah. Um, honestly, you shouldn't judge a bo- uh, movie by its uh, poster because I just saw pictures of the favorite and it it looked like Pride and Prejudice to me. So I was like, ah, I'm oh, probably yeah. not going to like that. I mean, I'm sure what he's doing um, is he's like making fun of a movie more like Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then I saw the trailer and it looked great from the trailer and made me really want to see it. It's definitely really satirical. Maybe maybe um, we'll both see that this week and we could talk about it like next week or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's, since yeah, it's let's like plan just right that. there, and and uh, and also once you um, 
I didn't know realize that Yorgos Lanthimos also directed The Lobster. Yeah. Once you said that, then I was like, okay, oh, this is all his movies. There's way are more to this like that, than meets you know, the eye. They're just like st- mm-hmm. so stylized, like that. Like expect expect the same thing <laughs> in a different mm-hmm. narrative. And, and I really like The Lobster too. I think that's a great movie, um, and it's way different too. Um, yes. So yeah, I'm expecting that out of the favorite too. It definitely made me wanna want to see that um so that was sort of the opening night presentation um and then another one called the centerpiece um was the upside which i think has had some mixed reviews that's starring brian cranston kevin hart and nicole kidman wow um yeah uh based on a true story kevin hart is essentially a caretaker for brian sounds cranston, like an actual quality paralyzed. kevin hart movie yeah exactly it's it Never sounds like he'd um, be in a movie with nicole kidman yeah, right. It's called and it's uh, uh, no, the upside. It was the centerpiece oh, um, feature, I guess. That's what they called it. Um, I think it's it's got mixed reviews so far. Um, I've seen the trailer for it. Haven't seen too much else besides that. But I think that'll be in theaters shortly. Oh, that looks. Um, I want to see this definitely. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's sort of a, a comedy drama, um, directed by Neil Berger. All right, and then. Uh, the next one, Closing Night. This is a Natalie Portman movie, um, and it's called Fox Lux. Um, this is apparently getting a lot of traction now, too. Um, I don't really know anything about this, um, other than it's about... Uh, teen- as teenagers, sisters Celeste and Eleanor survived a seismic tragedy. In making music about their experience, Celeste becomes a star. Fast forward 14 years, and the babe in the woods turned diva, now has a teenage daughter of her own, and a scandal to live down. So it's, um, it seems like it's sort of about this pop star and um, this tragedy that happens to her and everything like that. So that's Fox Lux, Natalie Portman. I keep looking up the ones, that, like, because you said centerpiece and closing oh, yeah. night. I'm going to stop saying I what keep, they call them. Yeah, it's not called closing typing night. typing in them and trying to find them, and then you say, oh, yeah, that's Fox Lux. Now I know it. Okay, <laughs> I'm on the right track. So, V-O-X-L-U-X. Cool. Vox Lux. Cool name for a movie. Um, yeah, definitely. And then, let's see. The Big Night was Front Runner, which is the main the main one. Um, now, this is one I'm actually really excited to see. I, I thought about... Um, going to the red carpet for this but i knew it was coming out on admittedly i knew it was coming out on netflix so i decided i'd just wait for that instead um but it's called roma directed by alfonso Cuarón. Mm, yes um, one of my friends saw this in mexico at a film festival really? yeah wow. and uh he said it's good he's a yeah he's a big alfonso Cuarón fan yeah it's uh it's mexico's submission to the 2019 oscars for best foreign language film um, and I mean, it's by Alfonso Cuaron, who's directed English speaking movies like Children of Men, Gravity, yeah. um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. He's got some even. amazingly um, shot films. He's a, yeah, he's a great director, amazing director. And, um, everything I've heard from this, I've seen some reviews, um, is that it's, um, it's a pretty amazing film. Um, and I mean, thankfully enough, it's coming to Netflix too. So that'll be out of all of these, that's actually the most accessible movie because it's going to be in pretty much most everyone's home. Um, oh, so yeah, that's yeah, another I'm one excited. that uh, it had a 
had a red carpet screening at the uh, at the Denver Film Festival. Not a lot of buzz around it there, but uh, man, so many uh, so many movies to to Jesus, that Vox yeah, Lux looks yeah. awesome. Like anything with Natalie Portman with music after doing the mm-hmm. Black Swan thing, I'm I'm Black down Swan. for it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vox Lux. Yeah, see, even the um, um, you know, the main features of the whole festival aren't um aren't super well known. There's not a whole lot of marketing uh, behind yeah. them too. Um, and then the, uh, the last two, um, sort of the smaller features were Boy Erased, um, directed and starring, um, Joel Edgerton and then Ben is back, um, which stars, uh, Julia Roberts. Um, so that rounds out the, uh, the main red carpet presentations at the festival. Also the, um, Brady Corbet, um, the director of, uh, Vox Lux, he made a film called Mysterious Skin with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I haven't seen, but it's very well acclaimed um, in the... Mm. He actually stars in it. Never mind. (laughs) I I thought he directed and wrote it. But anyway, he he seems like he's been a part of indie filmmaking then for a while, like really well acclaimed in indie filmmaking. So, yeah, Vox Lux is definitely on the list. Nice. Yeah, and yeah, so I would definitely... um, I would recommend just checking out any of these. I'm sure they're come award season there will be some more talk about um quite a few of these um, main features red carpet presentations um oh and there's actually one more that i wanted to um talk about too because i know i just saw that it's on netflix uh and that's cam which also um had a had a big screening at the, the denver film festival um i'm gonna have to find the uh the description here but uh on opening night i actually um, got to take some pictures of the director and writer of Cam, um, and it's uh, it's apparently getting some pretty good reviews on um, uh, from what I've seen because it's a it's a Netflix uh, movie now, so a lot of people have been able to see it. Um, but yeah, the director and writer were both there, and I'll say that they were very nice people. <laughs> <laughs> they were very nice to everyone in the press, so uh, so I'll give them that. Um, but Cam is directed by Daniel Goldhaber. Um, and in this psychological thriller set in the world of web porn, ambitious Cam girl Alice, who um, has been in The Handmaid's Tale, discovers she has a doppelganger with similar ambitions to replace Alice in her own life, a meditation on identity in the social media age penned by a former Cam girl. So uh, it's definitely um, um, it's going to be a little bit more raunchy, I assume. But it's a psychological thriller about. Um, oh, it looks cool. The cover is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. getting uh, it's getting a lot of good reviews and everything. Um, and I guess the the writer is a former cam girl who wrote this. Um, and yeah, I would say I I honestly when I first um read about this, I wasn't too intrigued to see it. I don't know because it didn't seem really up my alley. But um, but just seeing the uh, the director and writer there, they're really pleasant people. Um. That was a cool experience. So that's another part of the festival too, is that there are all these filmmakers there. What did you, um, did you just like, do you shake their hand or anything or did you like, no, but they like, when you're there taking pictures, they, they'll like pose for you. Oh, and then and they're so all they, like, it's just kind of like a thank you. And they're kind of like addressing the media as a whole. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then, um, and I know there are some, um, I think there are high school students who were there for a film class that were, um, interviewing them too. Um, and it was really nice. I like like gave them their time, um, just these young kids and everything like that. Um, 
because they seem like there's just young and up and coming uh, filmmakers themselves. So, um, so yeah, that's the last one I just wanted to uh, to plug there at the end. Nice, yeah, you you came out strong in the, <laughs> at the end there with you've like six movies I want to see now. Yeah, so the, yeah, that's um that's a nice thing too. Actually, a lot of these are pretty accessible, especially with them coming on um, Netflix. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's the Denver Film Festival. That's a film festival, and it definitely makes me more interested in uh, more independent film. That's for sure, too. Yeah, it's like a little education thing. Yeah, you get to be part of a community for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's our um, that's the, the full recap of our experience at the Denver Film Festival. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll be going to maybe some others sometime soon, and maybe the oh, the Denver one definitely. again next year. Um. But yeah, check it out. If you're in Denver, I would definitely recommend at least going to one of the features, one of the showcases or red carpet presentations or even the shorts, anything really. Just being a part of the uh, the whole environment is, uh, is a really cool experience. Yes. Yeah. If you're a fan of film, everyone there is very passionate about it. They all ask questions at panels and stuff that, you know... Where you're like, oh, I wish I thought of that question, yeah, you know, right. and stuff like that. And yeah, and it's a, yeah, like not everyone's old there too. Yeah, <laughs> at the late night shorts, everyone was young and um, all about the nudity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, okay, Luke, really quick, your top three films that you saw at the okay. film festival. Uh, Tyrell. Um, That's your number one. Yeah, Tyrell, Sticks, St. Bernard, I guess. Nice. Since we're not counting shorts and everything, mm-hmm. I assume. Yeah, yeah, right. How about you? Okay, I'll say, so my third favorite, I would have to say, is probably number 37, uh, which is South African film, uh, the crime thriller. Um, yeah, the rear window. Yep, that was good. And then second favorite would be the front runner. Um, like I said, I, I had some, I had some hopes, bigger hopes for it that uh, weren't really just fulfilled. Like you enjoy the overall experience though. Was... The experience. Yeah, it was, it was, um, I can't complain about the experience at all. That was really cool. Um, but then my favorite would also have to be, uh, Tyrell. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's the thing about the film festival too. We got, I think we got lucky with Tyrell. We just randomly saw it on a whim. Um, yeah, we didn't even plan that. I think that's what you got to kind of do is just sort of try something out and uh, maybe you'll find yeah, a gem. It's all, it's all about spontaneity because it's not like the the media here in America isn't promoting a lot of these films. That's huh. yeah. the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's why you go to films like these and, yeah, you kind of have to um, think for yourself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways for once. Yeah, definitely. Um, about what you want to see and what you think about the movie. For sure, yeah, and yeah, it's um, it's really great because uh, a lot of these younger up and coming filmmakers or independent filmmakers spend a lot of time um, working on these movies and everything like that, and yeah. don't get a whole lot of acclaim. Um, yeah, so I think it's definitely cool that there are these great showcases like the the film, the Denver. There's film less Festival. money in the films, but arguably more thought mm-hmm. than the movies we're usually seeing definitely yeah which is it's a nice change of pace yeah and if you're a movie fan it'll definitely broaden your your horizons and um again the foreign films there's plenty of those too so that is that is our big recommendation for going to any film festival i would say 
Um, yeah, do you have uh, any last thoughts on uh, on the Denver Film Festival, Luke? Uh, not really. I'm happy I went. I had to put in. I had to get fly over, so it was a lot of work yeah. and take an Uber. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Ubers and flights. Fly over. T- yeah, but um, it was well worth it. Denver is a great city overall as well, and um, it's yeah, they have an impressive, an impressive amount of people into film too, which mm-hmm. I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool being around uh, that whole atmosphere and everything. Well, like we said, there's a lot of movies now for everyone to go out and see. A lot of recommendations. So um, yeah, let us know what you see. We'll, and, we'll be watching them for sure. Yeah, and we'll be checking out more too. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you again next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned.